Hey, I'm Camille Joy, and I'm the host of the Moments of Joy podcast. This podcast is dedicated to super moms that don't always feel so super, trauma victims that need an example of how God will pull you through, and those of you that are looking for a little joy. When we go through really hard times, we often feel like nobody can relate. But here on this show, we keep it real in transparency, we keep it real in support, and we keep it real in love for mamas all over the globe. Welcome to the show. I need the joy, the joy of the Lord in my heart. I need to make an exchange mm-hmm. my day, even start Let your light shine. episode of the Moments of Joy podcast has been brought to you by Moments of Joy Academy School of Podcasting. Are you ready to launch your global podcast that brings in a consistent income? Would you like to learn how to incorporate video into your podcast, professional video? Are you in need of one-on-one coaching or group coaching to help you make sense of it all? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Moments of Joy Academy might be right for you. We have digital courses available, group coaching, one-on-one coaching, and for premium clients, we do full production of their podcast. You can learn how to start and grow your podcast from the comfort of your home through multiple courses that are safe self-paced and have effective results if you are interested in in anything podcasting you can connect with me at mojpodcast.com welcome back to another episode of the moments of joy podcast i'm super excited about this episode um before we get started if you didn't know last week we had an outage on social media Facebook was down, Instagram was down, and they were down for hours, I think about eight hours. So, so many people lost touch with their community, and especially those of you that are doing business online. So, I wanted to take this opportunity to invite you to start your podcast. Why? It's because you have your own community right here through your podcast podcasting gives you a global audience of listeners who come and they listen they trust you and by them listening and learning and trusting you and coming over and following you on your social media and being you know um, consistent with what you show up as they can turn into clients and so I want to invite you to launch your very own podcast. Yes, you can do this too. You listen in, you may be encouraged by my show and so many others, but someone's waiting to hear your voice as well. So I want to encourage you to join the the family of podcasting so that if that ever happens again and there's no social media for hours on end or maybe days, you have your community to lean back on and you give them another way to reach you. On today's episode, I'm sitting down with Boomi. Oh my gosh, she's an amazing new friend of mine all the way from Canada. I happened to stumble upon a Pinterest post that I fell in love with and it led me to her page, Honest Toddlers. Oh man, such a 
uh, beautiful woman she is. She's an author of several books, six books, I think, to be exact. And one of her um, latest books I ended up purchasing, and it was Honest Prayers to a God That Hears. I absolutely love it, and I can't wait for you guys to meet her and, and you know, learn from her. Follow her on social media. This is going to be an amazing episode. Without further ado, guys, let's tap into it. Moments of Joy podcast. So excited today to have with me at the Moments of Joy podcast, Boomi Lattiton. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Camille. Thank you. You're welcome. So I have to tell you how, I don't know if I ever told you how I came across your profile, did I? I know. I don't know how you did. I was on Pinterest one day and somehow um, one of your posts or something was up there and I was like, I need to know who wrote this or came out with this and I clicked on the Instagram profile and just started following and that was it my goodness and then I brought the book a little while after and I was like let me just shoot a long shot and see if she will come on the show oh my goodness thank you I love your Instagram I love so like so you're a woman of God you're so inspiring I can say you're so you're so driven too and you inspire me you're like hey what can I accomplish you know what can I do I always wanted to do yeah fearlessness I love it (laughs) thank you so much thank you so much that means a lot so tell the listeners about yourself who are you wow okay so I'm a I'm a writer I started off uh I'm a writer and I'm a mother I started off writing humor I started off with honest toddler this humor account on twitter and I wrote um, a few books like parenting humor those types of things and then I um, wrote my first novel about five years ago I want to say confessions of a domestic failure so a fiction novel and then I switched to I then I wrote poetry um where I wrote dear mother um poems for like the mother's heart and then as I started to get closer to God um I actually not started to get closer guys I became a like a believer an actual believer I didn't know what it meant to have a relationship with God I know I didn't know um and then I, I became a, a believer and had this relationship with God and, and, and Jesus. And, and then I wrote, Dear God, um, Honest Prayers to a God Who Listens. And then, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm still writing. I'm working on the next book, which is Dear God, Honest Prayers, uh, Dear God, Help I'm a Parent, Prayers for like my prayers as a mother. <laughs> Because you know we have to pray for those kids. Yes, yes. They prayed up. Like it's yeah. it's like nonstop praying, even just during the day, praying, praying, and praying all day. I need God's help all day long. <laughs> all day. And uh, my I have four boys now that are teenagers. And I literally I said the other day, I said, like, I can't just only pray for the kids, but I feel like that is the task. I have to. I, I literally am like, they will never see the inside of a jail cell. I'm literally coming never. against the kingdom Jesus. of hell. Never. I know it's, it's, it's not just, oh, I'm a little worried. It's like warfare, especially these days. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is about these days, but I'm praying so much harder. Also for my well-being as a mother, you know, like call me, comfort me, still me, or show me what to do, show me what to say. And then it's also for the kids, please go ahead of them this day and protect them, remove people from their lives that shouldn't be, speak to them. I mean, it's constant. It's constant. It really is. Do you homeschool? I homeschool my youngest and then my oldest two go to school. 
So definitely before they go to school, because they're, you know, they're, they're somewhere else all day um, with their friends having to make decisions. And as they get older, you know, when they say like little kids have little problems, big kids have bigger problems, they can make decisions that, that change their life, you know? So I'm just constantly praying for wisdom for them, discernment, courage, the things that they need. Oh, Oh my goodness. Absolutely. I, my youngest, he's, he's four now, but I even, I'm looking at the teachers, I'm discerning, I'm praying because you just never know who's into what. Exactly. And I'm watching how he responds. I'm like, okay, something's going on. (laughs) And you know, God moves. The thing is, God will do things. Yes, he will, he'll, he'll show you a situation whether it's it's just discernment or a dream or something mm-hmm. he's gonna think in a lot of different ways you yeah. get this feeling and yeah. you know like the holy spirit's like speaking to you about what's going on with your child yeah and then it prayer because it's like, I, you don't need any proof if the holy spirit and you know your discernment you. is standing up yes <laughs> tells you like i love i love that we have that power through god you know through jesus mm-hmm. because Sometimes, you know, you don't, people come with all kinds of spirits, all kinds of things, and they're around your child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so sometimes it's a situation where it could be someone who wants to, to harm your child. It could be, you know, they go to pe- different people's houses. You have to be so careful these days. And, but when they go to school, he just, you know, and they're vulnerable. They're kids yeah. are vulnerable. Yeah, they really are. I just stay praying for them. I pray to let them be invisible to evil in those halls. <laughs> like, <laughs> I break all plans of the enemy, just praying for them constantly because it feels almost, I'm not, it feels almost, it is a battle. It just is. I know it is, you know, and when you know how these things work, when you've been walking with God and you see how these things work in the spiritual world, where of course they would want to harm a child and get a child young so that they can do yeah. things in their life. I'm just, you stand there as a mother with this sword of the spirit, like yeah. you have to get past me first. You have to get past me. You got me right there. I think that you stand there as a mother with the sword in the spirit. Yes. Yes. You might not be able to have it in your physical hand, but mom, yes, you can. And you yes, swore. Can. You tell the enemy to back off of what came out of your womb. Back off. Exactly. This is my household. This is my this child. Is my yes. This is my child. You know, we have authority. We have, God said we have authority mm-hmm. through Jesus. And I will just, I'm using that name. Like, no, I break all plans of the enemy against my child in Jesus name. Just nope, not, not going to happen as much as like, even just on the bus, you know, people are just crazy sometimes wild these days. I'm just praying, praying, praying. And then also, you know, we do what we can too. Physically, we do what we can and say like, okay, we make the calls, we email the teachers. We try to yeah. get a, but some, but prayer can go places we can't go <laughs> that's it i'm gonna take every quote you just said prayer can go places that we can't go absolutely absolutely absolutely, absolutely. Your child even pray just with like one of my kids having a hard time in, in math really hard time mm-hmm. and i've just been praying about that yes i got her a tutor too you know she has a tutoring and everything been praying for her praying for her and it's funny last night i had a dream that it was me, but it was kind of her. And I was taking this test and I looked down at the test and I understood nothing. It was like gibberish. And I'm looking at this test and I'm like, I don't even know what this is about. And then the teacher, this like teacher, but kind of felt like an angel too, spoke to me. I looked down at the test again and I understood it. 
that dream and she my kids have dreams so i'm telling you the dreams my kids so right. when they tell me the dreams that they have for me and i said i think things are going to start like improving i think mm-hmm. god's helping you he sees you're working hard and so i told her that and you know we can we can shift things with prayer god can shift things it is so important right. it's so important <laughs> and, and you just showed the power of affirmation over our children how old are your children my kids are eight 12 and 15 yeah, so you get me because I have teenagers here and yes. it's like it's becoming a different world. Even though I was a teen, I just thank God I was a horrible child to my parents. <laughs> Every bad thing you can think of, I did, include having a child. And so by 15, I was already pregnant. So I thank God that, you know, my children are good boys. Yeah. Um, but it just brings about, you know, 2021 and raising children is just very hard. It's hard with it's the so internet, hard. with social media and yeah. pressure. I have been, I said like no TikTok in my house. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't do like, they don't have social media accounts yet, you know, just yeah. holding, because especially not just girls. I think, I think it affects boys too. It does. It does. Yeah, they talk about girls a lot, but honestly, the pressure that boys have too, mm-hmm. just to kind of you have to be a certain way. This is what it means right. to be a boy or a man, you know? Like the pressures are so, yeah. it affects us as moms. You know, seeing yeah. those moms with perfect everything, that affects yeah. us. Mm-hmm. So of course it affects them. And it, it is harder just with the influences that are trying to pull them in yeah. directions that aren't healthy. Yeah, my old, one of my oldest boys, he's 17. And I, we were talking about respecting women. And I was like, you know, you can't talk like that about women. He's like, mom, you know, well, you know, their generation, he's like, when you have people like Meg Thee Stallion and Cardi B and Milano, and he's naming all these rappers, he's like, what do you think young men our age are going to do? They're not respecting the women because this is how young girls are acting as well. And I was just, I didn't say anything else. I kind of just like, son, you are right. You are right. It's up to us as parents to teach our children in, in the house and um, try to keep a grip on them as much as we can, how to honor themselves so that others can honor them as well. It's so hard to explain things like that too. Like, yes. you know, like, okay, why can't I do, why can't I do that? Why can't, and it's like, because that's not healthy for you mm-hmm. as a human. You, you don't want to objectify yourself. Yeah. And, and you're still growing into yourself. Don't take on a persona, uh, a, a costume, it, it is hard to have those conversations because when you see what's celebrated mm-hmm. in the media, what's celebrated in the world, what's like, yay, you know, that's great. And it's like, no, we don't do that here. No, we don't do that here. We answer to it a whole different authority <laughs> than the world does. Absolutely. And, you know, getting the children to understand that. I was praying for my son the other day. Um, sometimes I just like to pull them out one by one and just pray over them. And when I was done, you know, he didn't really respond. And when I was done, the Lord said to me, I'm going to do for you, for him, what I did for you. And in an instant, I was reminded of my mother calling us all in. She would say, all right, it's time for prayer. And we didn't want to pray, but we would just get our pillows and lay on the floor. And my mom would intercede and she would go in. And here I am, I am my mother's daughter. <laughs> That's what happened to me too. I never took any of that kind of religious stuff. Like I was yeah. like, oh, great. Like, 
I felt like it was kind of fake to be honest it felt like I didn't connect to it I just thought it was this weird cultural thing yeah I didn't feel anything I honestly didn't feel anything yeah um and then here I am you know at one o'clock anointing (laughs) (laughs) yes I'm just anointing with a little bit of oil like just anointing like I'm praying over you any strongholds there let them be broken you know when you you know when God wakes you up and says pray yeah. And tells you what to pray for and put this burden on your heart. It's like, pray, pray, pray through that. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah, it's so necessary. Um, and I said to him, you know, you, I, I told him the story that I just told you and he smiled and I said, you're going to be me one day. You're going to be praying over your children and yes. your children's children that are not here yet. Yes. And so um, prayer, praying those prayers when you wake up in the morning are so important. I remember one day, I was um up early for some reason and I felt like praying over a fire at my job. Why? Mm-hmm. It just popped in my head. So I just began to intercede against fires at my job. So I'm I was an uh, a chef. I am an executive chef, but at the time I was um just a supervisor and I closed out at night. So it was my job to make sure every station was shut down. So I went, you know, checking the rest of the chef's station. The last thing I did at night was close and lock up the basement. So I went down to the basement and the elevator was on fire. Wow. And I was able to clear the building and call 911. Wow. Like, wow, God. Wow. Yeah. So even though it was a fire, what did my intercession do? You know? Exactly. That what did it prevent happening? It prevent you happening? or somebody else? Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I love that God does that. I love that he is like, take your child to work day every day. He could do it on his own. He yeah. doesn't like, he can do it. But he's like, no, I want to show you. I want to show you. I want I want to bring you into this. And it grows our faith. And mm. I love when he does that. Yeah. So, so, so much. Absolutely. The Holy Spirit. Yes. Yeah. So how many books have you written? Okay. Uh, I've written like Total. six, I think. Five or six. Okay. Yeah. Five or yeah. six. Now, what what um, advice do you have about the, for the author? I, I got a prophetic word the other day from the Ooh. Lord on writing. And I don't, I'm not an author. And the Lord said, write. Because or if he said you're going to write. He said there'll be a time where books are going to begin to fly off the shelves. They're going to be in high demand. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. So, Ooh, that, that's really interesting that you say that. He wait, so what did he what was the word again? He said yes. Um he, he told me to write and I and I was like, okay. Um uh, I wrote it down as a matter of fact. <laughs> he said that I love prophetic words so much. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, I have to write this down because I'll definitely forget. Um, but he said that uh books were going to be in high demand. And then I literally saw books like flying off the shelves so fast that they didn't have time enough to print them to replace you know that's really interesting that you say that because I felt the same thing and it was like specifically books about God okay uh, books that are talking about God and Jesus and and spirituality I think a time is coming very very soon where people are oh my gosh it's so like wow these like I froze when you said that because I was just like what when it's going very very soon where people are just going to be like I need to I need to know I need to read everything about this I don't know what it's about um but I have felt the exact same way and 
what's wild is I've been buying a lot of books mm-hmm. and about about God, about all of these. I've just been buying a lot of a lot of books. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they're not necessarily for me. Yeah. But I like some of them are, but I feel like I'm going to either be giving them away or something. Wow. And I, yeah, I just, there's. Well, you just know when God says do something, you do it. Just you do it. And then oh. later on, you'll be like. It's always like that. And you know, when he, when I was first starting to, when he was he like understand that concept and he would teach me just little ways where he would say something and it wouldn't make sense to me. So I would, with my uh, rational, logical mind, I'd be like, no, like the other, a couple, when was it just like recently when he told me, he's like, get gas in this city. I was in a city about 40 miles from my house. And he told me, to, no, no, I was, I was close to my house. And he said, get gas here. And I was like, no, I'm going to go get it. It's cheaper where I'm going, which is about 40 miles away. And I just felt the Holy Spirit was like, no, get it here, get it here. And I, I'm stubborn. I can be a little bit hard-headed. And I'm like, no, my plan, you know, I want to stick to my plan. I have a plan in my head. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just imagining that. And I go, and then when I get to the gas station I'm going to go to, they're out of gas. Like, they wow. were like, yeah. Wow. And I was just like, oh, okay, well. It's- wow. So, yeah. He does thing. I'm the same. I'm hard-headed. And this is how I learned to be obedient, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, I remember one of the most radical things that made me start to be obedient. We had a girls' night um, planned, me and my sister and another friend. And, and I got my hair done, and we were all so excited. We're going to Times Square because we, where I'm from is about an hour away from New York. And, um, you know, we were just going to eat and look at the lights. And I had got my hair done and I heard the Holy Spirit say, don't go. God, we're not going to do anything bad. And I I was newly saved, but I was like, we're not going to drink or anything. We're just going. Of course, I didn't listen. I heard him loud and clear and I went back and forth with God. Now, on the way home, we get in a car accident and my car was totaled. Oh my goodness. That was it. That was the last moment. <laughs> that was the last one. That was the last call for me. And I said, whenever, I don't care how crazy it may sound and I don't understand, I'm going. Which is why when we heard him say move here all the way from Connecticut, I was like, we gotta go, babe. Where do you guys live now? We live in Texas. So many people are moving to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> you're not I, I was gonna say Texas because oh my gosh I've talked to so many people that have been like God told me to move to Texas either Florida or Texas the two that's so funny yes well, I'm in Texas we'll see what's gonna happen here we're two years in I'm, you know I am I am just like I trust God so I'm not like I'm not scared but I just feel like just something is shifting something is moving some kind of something because people are moving and so many people are like I just her God told me move to this place and they go and I am <laughs> stuff's going on in the spiritual world and God is taking care of it. The thing is God doesn't force anyone. He's yeah. not going to force anyone to go. do anything. So he, he's, he's a, he's a gentleman, you know, mm-hmm. people don't understand about God is he's a gentleman. He'll just say, Hey, do this. And then you have a choice. <laughs> a choice. You have a choice. He loves us. So he besides, does. you know, daughter, would you just do what I said? 
It's just like our kids. All right, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> you know? Well, the other day I was talking to my middle. I don't know what, she hadn't done what I said. And then it kind of like blew up. And it's like, and I just told her, I said, you know, if you had just done what I said the first time and I felt God laugh. Yeah, wow. You just feel him just like, no, I know she didn't just say. I know she didn't just say, if you would have just listened to me the first time. I know that didn't come out of her mouth. Not her. She didn't say that. And I felt, oh my gosh, if I could see this guy shaking, because I felt just this laughter, just like, <laughs> and I'm thinking, God, this has nothing to do with you and me. Okay. Right, right. Her and her problem, not listening, but me knowing Absolutely. I'm getting better about it though. I'm getting better listening. Cause I know it's important. Obedience is so important. He, he can take you places that he can't. If, if you don't have a certain level of obedience, like on a tightrope, you know, it's one thing to walk with somebody side by side on a, on a sidewalk, but if he wants to take you to a tightrope type situation, you have to be able to, okay, one step, okay, wait, okay, another step, okay, wait, okay, two back, okay, one forward, you know? <laughs> that was good because I, I was literally going to ask you next um, for advice on obedience. Let's talk about obedience. Oh, you hit it. You yes. went there. You went there. The tightrope. Woo! My advice for obedience is one, know it's not in your head, knowing it's not in your head. Cause we know when it's us, when it's us, it'll be kind of self-serving. Um, we know what we're inclined toward. Like some people are inclined toward fear. Some people aren't. So if you know what your inclinations are and you're hearing something that doesn't, that is so different. And plus it, it comes with peace. When we fight it, it comes with something else, but it comes yeah. like soft. It's still, but it's clear. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we know we heard it yeah. and knowing that he loves you changes everything too. So he's not going to tell you something that is going to harm you. And he said, I have plans for you to prosper you, you know, to give you a future and a hope. Mm-hmm. So, and then also, I think he just, you know, how Jesus said, not my will, but yours be done. I just kind of like, okay, when, once you get to that, okay, the quicker you can get to that. Okay. Even if you don't understand it's okay. It, the the closer it like increases the intimacy with him yeah the you get to that okay and oh you ask advice for authors because he you're gonna write oh, a book. yes yes there you go for the authors i'm yeah. sorry we went all oh, on no. a tangent <laughs> brought that back yeah so um advice for authors is once you have a book to write you're a writer you're an author and um I've heard people say, you know, oh, I, I feel like I don't, I can't write 5,000 words a day. Da, da, da. I don't write 5,000 words a day. I go months without writing. Um, every writer has their own style and rhythm and it's based on you personally. And it's based on your home and your children, your family, because I'm a mother. I don't have, a, I don't have like a nanny. I don't have a housekeeper. You know, there's times when I've had people come in and clean and stuff. I'm thinking about that again, because it's so hard when yeah. you work from home too, but, and not knocking any of that, but it depends on what you're able to do is what I mean. Yeah. So there are times when I write, um, I, I always suggest getting a journal. Oh, get a journal that you love, like a nice, not even a flimsy one, get the one you really love, get a journal, get a pack of like five pens. That way, when you're, you know, if your kid falls asleep in the car and you can write some stuff down, or you just got there early to soccer practice, you can write some stuff down. Yeah. And then it's like, um, you just write where you can, you just write where you can and, and listen, cause God is going to help you. I don't write by myself. Um, I write with the Holy spirit. I could not, I could not write a book by myself. There's, 
I couldn't, not, not this type of writing. I think I could do maybe like humor or something, but this kind, um, when I'm writing about God, I'm talking about our relationship and prayer. He's helping me. He helps. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is so good. <laughs> oh, he is. You're like, wow, I'm going to get two notebooks and I have two books yes! to write so far. Yes. No. Get a notebook for each book. Okay. A different notebook for each book. Oh, I love notebooks so much. I get go when you I can't get with digital writing. I have to put it in a notebook. Yes, I have to do both. Oh, and also I always write in Google Docs because Microsoft Word has done me dirty. You can lose a whole book. Like (laughs) crashes, you know? So and Google Doc automatically saves. You don't have to think about saving. So I write in Google Docs. And then every time I like finish uh kind of like a like a writing session I email it to myself where it goes in the body of the email that way if I ever like accidentally delete the dockers you know I just like to have it okay great advice you write in google docs oh you're welcome so let's dive into dear god honest prayers to a god who listens listens where were you at when you when you wrote this yes okay so I was a very very new believer and that's about two three years ago Mm-hmm. very very new believer just kind of really just big I, I I knew God loved me I knew Jesus was the son of God because I had an experience I I kind of gone and looked at all these different faiths and kind of adopted them trying because I was I was I was I've always been a seeker yeah. um whether it was um new age or or anything I was just looking for the thing and I did everything where all these different practices and, and faiths but I, it didn't, none of them felt like relationship one, like a true relationship. Um, so I think that's what I was looking for. I know that's what I was looking for, actually, a real relationship with God. And I didn't know that was possible until he came to me, basically. Um, and so I, I remember ask, I asked him, I said, this was before, right before I started writing the book, I said, I want to know the truth about Jesus, because I know what Judaism says about Jesus. And I converted to Judaism when I was in my early 20s. I married a Jewish man. We were high school sweethearts. And his family didn't make me convert or anything. I, I really loved like this, this, this people who had like been through so much, chased all over the world continually, but, but kept going, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and I wanted us to raise the kids with one faith. Right. Um, yeah. So I was like, but for some reason, the idea, you saw, so fast forward all these years, I'm, I'm still a seeker. And I, I knew it, for, me, for some reason, Jesus, I thought about Jesus kept popping into my head. And wow. Judaism says that Jesus is, was a, a kind of a good Jewish boy who took it too far. You know, mm-hmm. um, Islam says he's a prophet, important, but a prophet, not the son of God. God has no son type of thing. Right. And but Christianity says he's the son of God, you know. I'm like, well, does that make God a single father? Like, what does that even mean? Like, I'd heard all these right. things, but it clicked, you know, I, I couldn't understand it. And I know you can't really understand it without him helping you. There's a verse about that. But um, and so I just asked him, I said, God, if Jesus is your son, if he's also God, show me because I want to know. I just want to know the truth at this point. I don't care what faith it is. And I was standing outside on my patio and um, looking at the community, the green grass, like the community grass kind of yard for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I just felt this present presence behind me. I had a sliding, I still have it, a sliding uh, glass door. And 
I can't remember if the door was open or closed, but it didn't matter because it didn't feel like it existed anymore. And I know it sounds so weird, but I felt this presence behind me. And it wasn't just a presence. It felt like a person, but it didn't scare me the way you would if somebody was sneaking up behind you. You know, you'd be like, let's fight. Like you turn around. It just, and it felt like, it felt like, gosh, every time I talk about it, I feel like I'm there and I'm trying, and it's so frustrating. So as a writer, I, I, I can always put, I know the words I want to use, but there aren't words. Wow. It felt like the biggest love mm. and the biggest power, which I never felt side by side. Love and power never, usually there was either power or love, but not both. So, and I knew that this presence loved me and I didn't even want to move. I just wanted to sit and bask in it forever. Like it felt like time stopped, you know? And I knew that this presence loved me and I knew that it was Jesus. He didn't have to say a word. His presence like announces him. It's, his, I guess his glory, like just announces him, you know? And I knew it was him and I, I could feel, and it's so gentle too. He has a gentleness, but also a power. It's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's so like, cause he has this gentleness, he does have that. And from then on, I knew. And so I'm like, oh. Okay, so kids, I found some information now. And it's funny because they all believed. <laughs> They're all believed. <laughs> just like this, huh? Yeah. And I just, I knew. It was like, just like, oh, it took, it took an encounter for me. You know, it took one. And the wild thing about that is I don't know what it was, but it was an encounter for my whole house. Because mm-hmm. when I think about it, you can't just go tell your family something. And they just, yeah. but from that moment on, it was like my whole family believed. Wow. And it's funny. And. Like, and it was, and it changed. And then our whole family like believed. And I, right now, as I say that, I'm thinking about that story. I think it was, was it Peter who was in jail? Who was in jail? And then like the the jailer, he was gonna kill himself. And he, there, and he said, "What must I do to be saved?" Yeah. And then it was like he was saved. And then they went to his household. His whole household was saved. It was wow. like that, where I just got like broken out of jail, and my whole household. Yeah. Was yeah. And wow. from then on, it became like. And it, it, yeah, I, I don't even know how to explain it. I, I know, cause I know before I believed what it would sound like, like, oh, you forced it. No, I didn't force any, I don't know. But, and so from then on, I knew. And so when I started writing this book, I was still, in, I was in a place of like, like, um, it was like the, as a, a baby believer where I'm just kind of tasting, you know, it says taste and see, like, can I trust you? Can I trust you? Okay. I know who you are, but can I trust you? And I'm praying and I'm still healing a lot. Oh, he was healing so much in me. So much was coming out. Um, when he's healing, you know, when you're cleaning a room and things look messier at one point, it it was like that. And I just felt, but when I look back on it now, I'm just so grateful for that time because he was just taking things out, taking things out, healing, healing. Nope. Taking this lie about me, this lie about my life, this damage I picked up there, this damage I picked up there, this destructive behavior I picked up, this addiction, this taking yeah. things. Yeah. So it, it, was an, it was an amazing time and I wrote it from, from that place. <laughs> wow. So these are your honest prayers to God. They're so relatable. Oh, thank and you. So I think that um, many people who are listening now and maybe you're in that place of, you know, trying to search and find who this God is that we're speaking about and how we can say we heard God and all these things. This is an amazing book for, for you. This is also an amazing book for the mature believer, uh, because I think I'm a mature believer and I enjoy it as well. 
Um, simple prayers i'm gonna read one dear god it's official i've lost the will to help myself i've lost the will to save myself you're the only one who can do it now come on (laughs) how many of us have felt like that before very relatable he will do it he will do it i'm trying to quit some bad habits i know you hate but how do i say this i need them the world is cold and my vice keep keep me somewhat warm I don't know how else to say it. I'm not going to lie to you. I want to be the best version of me for you, but this is all I can do do for now. I know there will be many consequences and I pray daily for a grace I know I don't deserve. How precious. Thank you. And but how does, many, right? We feel like that. Yes. And, and he gives us that grace. Mm-hmm, he does. So I believe that what this does is this book is do is going to do for many is ignite that place of openness, you know, to be able to be raw and real with, with God and also have them think about things that maybe they've never thought to surrender and be honest in their prayers oh. with God. Yes, because that's what he wants. You know, when our kids come to us, they don't say like, formulate I mean I, I pray the Lord's prayer and I pray I pray Bible passages too sometimes when I'm when I'm praying but our kids don't come to us with a bunch of pretenses they tell us exactly and we want them to tell us what's mm-hmm. going on because sometimes we already know it but right. God does already know it and yeah. he just wants you to talk to him a lot of people they grew up maybe they grew up in the church and thinking a certain way about church and thinking a certain way about church people I experienced that where I really didn't like Christians I yeah. really disliked christians didn't trust them didn't believe them thought they were all judgmental liars Mm -hmm. who were just looking down on everybody um looking down on me kind of thing i felt very judged Mm -hmm. Um, and i still struggle with that a little bit but not not as much just like you know there's no condemnation in christ and and (laughs) remembering that and i think that is sometimes a barrier for people Mm -hmm. i'm not a church person so what what can god and i think we have to do better we have yeah, to do better do. as Christians to represent what God yeah. is and not that, right? Yes, Jesus Stop said, it. they'll know you by your love. You yes, the truth too. Yes, the truth. Yes, the honest truth about what is this and this and right is wrong. But also, like the body, we, we have to take care of the body better. We have to do that because if people are walking in and, and we're saying that we're echoing their demons, like, <laughs> why would they stay? yeah why absolutely wow we i could just keep on talking forever (laughs) (laughs) but i'm so glad um that you were able to come on if you could give the moms that are listening a special message from yourself um what would that message be today as we get ready to wrap up i give the moms a special message i would say you're doing great you know, whether you're making Easy Mac or a whole full course, or you're just figuring out if you should go back to school or not, and, or you're working nights and you feel terrible, like, oh, I should be there. You know, whatever you're doing, it's like you're doing your best and that's enough. Yeah. You're really enough. You're doing your best, going to be okay. And to keep praying, to, to pray. If you, if you haven't ever prayed, I'm telling you, there's a God who is listening. He's real. And he loves you. He's already been working in your life, but you can actually get to know him. So talk to him. (laughs) That's precious. Thank you so much. And guys, look her up, get her book. 
I think she said she's getting ready to write another, but dear God, honest prayers to a God who listens. You'll enjoy it. Um, so thank you so much for being here. I appreciate thank you. you this is so incredible yeah feels like fellowship yes, absolutely that's why I'm like I could have talked for two hours literally but <laughs> we we've already gone over here but that's that's okay the listeners will enjoy it I know they will anytime um, like I would okay. come and do this regularly and yes okay well I'll have yeah. you back to talk about something else I would love it. <laughs> and if you want I can do it if you want to do a giveaway Oh Let me, yes, let's yeah. do a giveaway. How like, how would they enter it? Um, I don't know. However you want. Okay, um, we'll we'll, I, we'll plan it, and we can do a giveaway okay. on Instagram. Okay, we can do a joint. Like, I, I, there you I, go. Yeah. But we we'll it. have to see who listened to the show. Maybe we can have them ask a question. Oh yeah, That's, question. I, I knew you would have a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have the idea. So you guys be on the lookout for that giveaway. We're gonna give some books away. Yes. <laughs> We'll give away five copies. Yeah, Yeah. awesome. I'm excited. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Moments of Joy podcast. Where can they find you? What's your Instagram page and your website? My Instagram page is um, Honest Toddler. um, And because it's how I used to write as, so our Mm -hmm. Honest Toddler. And Facebook is Boomy K Laddyton, B-U-N-M-I-K-L-A-D-I-T-A-N. Yes, awesome. Thank you so much. And and you can find they can find your books on Amazon, correct? Yes. Okay. Amazon and in stores too. We go to awesome. Barnes and Noble and stuff. Yay. Oh my gosh. I appreciate you. I have so many questions, but we're gonna end the show now. Thanks guys for listening to another episode of the Moments of Joy podcast. Don't forget you always have the option to choose joy. Bye-bye. <laughs>